UMGoBlue.com. By fans, for fans. Since 1999. Hello, welcome to this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. And we're going to talk about the state of Michigan football as Michigan has just completed their last practice down in Florida. And according to many of the SEC coaches, this is the beginning of Armageddon for football and changing our way of life as we know it. Well, Andy, what did you think about the controversy of Jim Harbaugh taking his team on spring break? I don't see the controversy. I think it's the best thing that he could possibly do for those kids. Kids that can't afford to get a free trip to go down there. Uh, they've got a lot of work done. They've exposed the Michigan brand, if you want to call it that, uh, in, in an area that it, where it doesn't get a lot of exposure. Uh, for recruiting purposes, uh, it was kind of, in my opinion, a genius move by Harbaugh. I think he pulled it off and pulled it off very well. Whether they'll be able to do it again or not, we don't know. And something wrote, I read this, I didn't say it, but he said that uh, if you are going to have a, uh, a four-team playoff regarding adherence to NCAA rules, and uh, if you're going to do that, Three of the four teams, there are three of the four teams, one being the SEC, one being the ACC, one being the NCAA, should be disqualified because they don't play all the time with fair rules. Now, I'm a little more careful about the NCAA than the, a, than the ACC or the SEC, but those guys uh, have been known from time to time to cheat. And uh, they still seem to be doing it, yet they're the largest complainers about Harbaugh who isn't cheating. Maybe he does bend the rule now and then, I don't know. But you sure can't see it. This thing went off perfectly in Florida, what do you think? You know, I think the big thing about Harbaugh, and, you know, everyone's going to have to get used to it, including us, is that unless something is explicitly denied, he will take the rule to the farthest extreme. So, and, and that seems to be his way. And, you know, if you look back at the history, even when he was back at Stanford, he used to seem to take pretty good glee in kicking the NCAA in the shins. Um, you know, at times when rules didn't make sense or he didn't agree with things. So, I mean, this is part of the deal. You know, and, and I've I've told people, I said, you know, you think this is funny. I mean, you know, I fully expect the NCAA to, to pass a rule to stop this. I think it'll be completely hypocritical because we know that, you know, practically every other sport can can travel around and go on European trips and go to Puerto Rico and Hawaii and, and you know, have nice trips. Um, but, again, if the NCAA doesn't, stop this. And I think they will, but if they don't, you're going to see Harbaugh take his team to Texas, you're going to see Harbaugh take his team to California. Shoot, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point Harbaugh takes them on a Mediterranean cruise and and practices at every port port of call. 
Because again, unless there is a rule saying you can't, he will go all the way to the edge of the rule and and make the NCAA, you know, and stop it. So my thing is, is it a brilliant move? Of course it is. Um, I'll tell you, I sat at that, you know, signing of the Stars event, and he gave a very impassioned defense of this move and basically saying, listen, not all these kids can afford to go on spring break. So we're going to take them out to spring break. We're going to have a good time. We're not going to overwork them. And, you know, you heard the players talk about it this week. To a man, they seem to think it's a good idea. You know, the other thing that he's doing is that basically this is a great way to to build a team, to, to encourage camaraderie. And you can be darn well sure that they had enough people watching every player to keep them from getting into trouble. You know, if, if players dispersed on their own, you don't know what kind of mischief they'd get into, you know, if they went on their own spring breaks or went home. So, you know, there are going to be a lot of teams that are going to complain about this, especially the SEC, because they don't like people encroaching on their turf. And the reality is that if, if the NCAA doesn't clamp down on this, you know, the reason the SEC is complaining is, you know, Michigan can only take so many players. But Michigan will just be the first one to do this. If if this doesn't get stopped, man, everybody's going to be doing it. And that's really what the SEC, you know, I always say, you know, if you want to go back to a historical precedent, you know, if, if uh, when the Pilgrims got off the Mayflower, if, if you know, they hadn't had such a friendly response, uh, things history might have been very different. This is the, there's not going to be a friendly response. They want to cut this off at the pass as quickly as they can. And is it hypocritical? Of course it is. Of course it is. But Harbaugh is going to keep doing stuff like this, and and it's not going to stop. So it was an outstanding success for a Friday afternoon practice. The first practice of the year, they had five thousand people in attendance. Now that that's that's pretty darn good. That's drawn a lot of people down there. The stand was full of Michigan alums and. Uh, High school kids and the whole the whole works everything that they wanted to to see it and it's all legal and all fair and now he's established a camp in Alabama already he's going to have a June camp in Alabama and if you cut Highball off of this he's going to figure another angle well and that's exactly it is that Highball yeah, another legal angle and something that works I have great respect for him I like his enthusiasm, the way he goes about things. You know, somebody was uh, published something that Harbaugh is the Donald Trump of football. Well, I don't see that at all. Without getting into politics or saying anything about Trump, Harbaugh is not a charlatan. He is really sincere in his love of football and love of the team that he is directing and being with these kids and teaching them. I thought they uh, made a great choice of coordinators. Uh, Don Brown uh, seems to have an enthusiasm and a very loud voice. And, uh, the kids seem to love him. He seems to have some of the principles of Drevno. Uh, uh, which was Durkin, which is what I meant to say, of uh, Durkin. And... Uh, is going to be very aggressive, and that fits Harbaugh's style. 
in the defense he has, and we're going to see more blitzing and stuff like that. They're going to have more sacks, TFLs, and all that. This year, and they're going to do it in some ways that were like what they had last year, but enhanced. And they moved Pepper to Sam to be a linebacker, and that seems to me to be a great move. What do you think? You know, I think that it's going to be interesting to see. You know, I know that a lot of people are are wondering, you know, what does it mean if Jabril moves a linebacker? You know, he's not going to be a middle linebacker. I mean, I really see in this scheme that he's going to be more of an outside guy. And I think, so, so on one hand, I think this is technically he's a linebacker, but it's not like they're going to have him put on 50 pounds and, and start plugging up the run up the middle. Um, I see him more as an extra linebacker, you know, coming up on the line, you know, uh, you know, sealing aside. So, you know, I, I I'm reluctant to get too worked up about this until I actually see it in in you know in application. Um, you know, my dis, my disappointment is I really liked the defense last year. And I know, you know, one of the things about Harbaugh is he hires great coaches and they have opportunities and they move on. So we'll have to see what happens with Don Brown. I mean, I don't think at this point, you know, this is not some previous staffs where, um, you know, a buddy of a buddy gets hired who may not be super talented or, or a top prospect. I think that we are, we need to get used to this merry-go-round of coaches because, you know, Harbaugh is going to go after guys. He's going to go after guys who not only have recruiting ties, but, you know, are, are fit in with the kind of aggressive football that he wants to play. Now, you know, another thing, since we're, we're touching on coaches, what about Harbaugh's hiring spree of hiring high school coaches and, and fathers of players and, and people who are connected to recruits? Um, you know, that's another thing I'm waiting for the NCAA to, to rain down on. What do you think? I don't think they will because they'd have to do something to the SEC because Alabama and some of those other teams are a lot worse at that than we are. This is new to the Michigan scenario, and it's one of the things that I'm not sure that I'm really dead set liking. But it's, so far it's worked out. Partridge seems to be a good coach, and they've got him elevated him up into the ranks and um, some of the other ones apparently are good and I have nothing to say against it but there are so many people uh, associated with this program and I sometimes wonder how it is that you can control all this people working in remote locations and saying things that you don't hear till later and stuff like that. It seems like it would be kind of hard to administer and make sure everybody is going down the channels that they're supposed to go down and doing what they're supposed to do. There's a lot to keep track of, in other words. But, well, it's not one of the greatest things I think Harbaugh is doing. I don't think it's hurting him. Uh, I think he's picking the right people, and I think he's uh, pretty good at picking the right people. You know, this kind of thing has been going on in basketball all along. I mean, you can remember, you know, back in the Fab Five era, you know, Jalen Rose came with with Perry Watson just conveniently. His high school coach just happened to show up. And, And my big thing is, 
you know, and this is where I mean, I, I hate to take the side of the NCAA, but you know, when you're talking about the spring break thing, okay, a legitimate concern from my standpoint, if I step back, is that you know there's a huge disparity between the income of a lot of programs. Michigan prints money. Not, you know, shoot, even in the Big Ten, not all the programs do. So if you allow the spring break thing, you you know, you're going to have a have and have not even worse, okay, between some programs who can't afford it. And, you know, know, the same way with, with this hiring spree. I think at some point what the NCAA is going to do, Andy, is they're just going to say, here's your head count that you can't exceed. Okay? You can pay them, you know, the shoot, they may even come up with salary caps. I mean, because, you know, you can pay, because that's the other thing that Michigan's doing is they're hiring, you know, they're, they're, they are paying very nicely a lot of uh, assistance that, you know, basically, and, and, and program things that, that you couldn't make that much money at, at other programs. So I think what's going to happen is that the NCAA is going to put a cap on these coordinators or assistants or video analysts. The same way that you, you know, they've put a limit on how many coaches can actually be on the field and actually work with players. I think we're going to see that on the support side. But until that happens, they might need to think about putting an extra wing on Schembechler Hall because I don't see, I don't see the hiring spree, you know, stopping anytime soon. You know, no, I don't. Well, so long as they allow it, you know one it thing. Might give you an edge. You know one thing. I oh, I'm sure. Oh, it's definitely giving them an edge. The the one thing that I wonder about Andy is that. Do you think you know old Al Glick, who who paid all this money to build that glorious practice facility, might be a little irked that uh, the team is is deciding to scoot off to Florida and not use it as much as they could. Um, I'm sure it's not an issue. I just think it's funny that on one hand, you know, Michigan says, "Oh, it's a great. So we really need to go down, you know, to the great weather." And I'm like, "You got one of the nicest indoor practice facilities that that you try to use as little as possible because they really prefer to work outside." So it's just, it's you know, yet another opportunity where, you know, um, you know, and I know that they love their football building because it keeps us from seeing anything. So maybe that's the. You know, maybe that's the best part of it for him. Yeah, I, I don't, to me that's not too much of a concern because that building does get used and it gets used by other people besides just football when football's not used yet. I mean, there are people in there, uh, Michigan athletes working a little bit, but uh, I, I don't think this is going to make big donors mad, but it's an interesting point that you brought up. Now, Glick sure has stuck a lot of money into the into the program, hasn't he? You know, I, cost. you know, I'm sure that the winning will make everybody happy, right? Well, winning won't make everybody happy, but it'll make a lot more people happy, and it'll preserve contracts and keep coaches. And that's what they're after. That's what they have to do. That's their job. So I'm perfectly happy with Harbaugh at this point in this stage. He's developing his players. He's got good players coming. This is going to be a better defense coming up, I think, than you saw last year. The defensive backfield that for so many years was always problematic is going to be better. And even struggling was getting praise from Harbaugh after the the week in the South here. 
uh, and looking good. So the defensive backs are going to be strong. Uh, the defensive line is Michigan never maybe has not had a line that's any better. The linebackers seem to be they're going to be able to build on the linebackers. McCray coming is, it, is his name McCray? McCray, the linebacker kid that's been hurt all the time is now back and and uh, playing well this week. So another player. Now how about how about? Uh, Wheatley Jr. at 291, being a tight end that can move. He's going to replace our 300-pounder that graduated and do very good, uh, well. Uh, although, according to reports, I wasn't down there, so I didn't see it, but what I've read about it is that they, some of the receivers had the drops this week. But... Uh, you know, we're far enough It'll away from that that I'm okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah know, me too. You know, it, it's funny. I mean, and you know, I know this is going to aggravate some people, but, you know, it's bad enough that we get all bent out of shape when some 17-year-old kid decides not to pick Michigan. And, right. you know, you've you heard my rant on recruiting that, you know, statistically speaking, we know that in a class of 25 to 30 people, you're really, really only going to see maybe 5 to 10 of those players make a major impact. I mean, that's just that's just how it is. I mean, that's, that is held up historically. Well, so, some, some of the things you learned in this five days down there, or four days of practice that they had, were about recruits. In fact, they were mentioned very seldom about the new guys. were mentioned very little. But it's like uh, Mason Cole going to center and looking at home. And it's like having a top six offensive lineman that held their own reasonably well with a superior defense there for that period of time. So, so there's a lot of development of players that they've had that, that have been there a while. And that's what we fail to see in the two player regimes. I'm quite happy about it. I think that they're going to be a competitive team. I don't know if they're going to be in a championship game. I don't know if they're going to go any further than that. But I know that they're going to be damn combative uh, in the way they play the game of football this year. And they seem to be developing appropriate camaraderie well, partly due to this trip. You know, Andy, let me make a point about that. You know, I think there's a reason we've heard more about some of the players who've been around. Um, you know, and, and let's be honest, not all these players were recruited by this staff. So I think, I think, and again, not that Peppers has has to worry about his status on this team. His talent pretty much, you know, ensures he's going to be fine. But when we get to the second and third tier players, I mean, they're really being evaluated. And this may be the only time that they really get a lot of reps. So while we're hearing about some of the players, you know, who haven't had played a, a large role in the past, this may be them, you know, getting put through the through the ringer to see how they, they rate compared to the new guys. Because again, as good as recruiting allegedly was under Hoke, 
it's been taken to a whole another level here under Harbaugh, and he's made it very clear that if you're good enough, you're going to play. So, you know, and, and, and kind of like, you know, you were talking about people, you know, having conniptions about the dropsies, and I went into my recruiting rant. I mean, the reality is is that we're so far away from, you know, we don't even know who the quarterback's going to be. We, we have no idea. So I think that, you know, if, if I think Harbaugh and his staff were, were giving some of the guys who are lower on the depth chart more reps to evaluate to, to see if they're going to play a role. And so does it surprise me that, you know, the, the great weather distracted them and they, they maybe had some drop seeds? Well, you know, I, I worry about drop seeds when the season starts. And, you know, very similar to like, listen, I, I love recruiting, but I really like to see when, you know, and judge players when they actually get on the field in, in games that count. And I know that part of our, our deal is we have to have something to talk about in the off season. But again, it, it's you know it, it's I, I care as much about drop season spring you know in spring practice in Florida as I do about the fourth or fifth you know guy number nineteen or twenty of the recruiting class. You know what? Show me show me when the games count. Then I, then I, you will have my attention. But until then. It's just kind of something interesting to talk about, and I don't think it has, you know, I don't think it. I think it, I think it has meaning for these guys' careers because if they're young and they're dropping the ball, it's going to be detrimental to them. I think the the quality of that receiving core is going to be the best that Michigan said. They said in this first week, even Harris did well um, coming off injuries, so. There's a there's a lot of good news that came out of that. We can't discount all of it. Oh it's no, with the bad news. I don't I don't want to discount it. I'm just saying that it's not you know it's it's not a huge huge concern for me. And you know I'll tell you Harris is a player who really needs to show something. You know he better do it now because it's the that, last. That's exactly his last stand. That's exactly it. Is at a certain point you know it's time to put up and yeah there are injuries and everything. And yet, you know what? The future is here. You know, the new players are coming on. So, you know, you, you, you again, you always hope the best for everybody. Um, he seems like a good guy. But again, you know, the future's coming. You know, the... the, the and, it looks, and it looks like Michigan football is in the best hands that it has been for a while. Expectations seem to be justified to a great degree. Because Hardwell and a set of coaches are doing a, a very good job, and they're developing a deeper talent pool at a time. And the talent they get, they know how to develop. So things are looking up for the World Room fans this year, I think. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.